0: I am Vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman!
1: Kevin and Bean, Kevin and Bean, they've got the darkness on the run.
0: I love the juice. No more Mr. Nice Mugs.
2: I'm no more you. Mr. Nice Mugs. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: going to be the bitch that won And then everyone's going to hate me But
3: F them, right? I'm a billionaire
0: This is Who the hell are you people?
2: Quitters never give up Go ahead
3: And uh, from what I understand quitters
1: never give up fucking amazing
2: but, quitters never never give up right 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 well
3: yeah hell yeah quitters never what the hell
2: quitters never
4: give up
0: that's it quitters never give up
5: oh mt that's amazing because i said quitters never give up and he said
6: that's all they do
0: nice i like that what's up party people this is quitters never give up episode 88 let's say hello to all the quitters let's say hello to listener edwin hi you all let's say hello to lindsay
4: Hello.
0: Let's say hello to Jennifer Sunshine from Dusty's Den.
4: (laughs) Hey, party people.
0: And I am Christopher. I always forget to say that. Shall we get started with some messages? Oh, wait, before we start messages, I I just want to give a shout out to Steve Stoneman. It was his birthday on Friday. So happy birthday, Steve Stoneman.
3: Happy birthday. Birthday. my
6: candle-blowing
0: birthday. There we Here we go, messages.
3: <laughs>
2: Quitters, what up? It's Luke with thegildedplaylist.com. Just listening to the Jose episode, and uh, I am legit fascinated. Like, everything he was saying about how he put it all together, and how it's served up, and how he worked with different things of randomization. So, uh, I freaking loved it. Uh, more producer talk, please. Uh, biased
0: Luke out. That was a really fun episode. I liked it. Um, (laughs) Okay. The next message we got was from Jacob Whittaker, but it was just nothing but silence, like 45 seconds of silence.
3: You couldn't make a joke out of that, could you? <laughs> no, I couldn't. Couldn't follow the policy. We're playing all the messages, no matter what.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I would have just wound up cutting it out. It was
3: I see. Oh, okay. So only the calls that have content you're going to play. I see. We're discriminating, are we?
6: Wait, how did you know it was Jacob? It was nothing but silence.
0: Because it is. When we get the message from Anchor, it says, you know, Jacob, which is apparently yes. Lindsay's, Lindsay's avatar or something.
3: Uh, I'm, I was like, is my phone broken? Like I listened to it in every single thing I could find. Jacob, if you're out there, please like let us know what you, what happened? What happened?
0: <laughs> what happened? <laughs> All right. Here's the next message. Hello, quitters. It's Christopher. Long time listener, first time caller, I'm just calling about Edwin's fascination with finding people laughing like Muttley, trying to say that they were Muttley's original voice. Well, in episode 87, right when Christopher was complaining about the clip that Edwin sent him in the morning, you hear Edwin laugh like Mutley, which makes me believe that he's really the voice of Mutley. All right. You guys figure it out. Keep up the work. Man, that was just a silky clean voice, man. He should have a podcast or radio or something. Anyhow, I went through the episode 87 and I pulled that clip. Let's let's hear. Uh, wake up today to a new clip from Edwin.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Eddie.
0: So we we all remember what Mutley sounds like from Edwin. Here's Mutley. And then here's Edwin Isolated. (laughs) Dang. You guys guys be the judge. Edwin, that was your career before you were Mutley. Is this how you know so much about cartoons?
6: Yes, and Melody from Josie and the Pussycats, my first girlfriend, so it all comes out.
3: Busted.
6: Nice. I am mad because I thought many times of calling into our own line to do a bit and christopher beat me to it shoot
3: know, I thought this... call into his own line he recorded that himself
4: you no, i thought the did same
3: thing but i can't think of anything
4: to say
0: you did the Muttley laugh quite a few times but oh, you were cracking me up it was it was the <laughs> sneakiest when when it was something against me it's like you sent me a message at you know 9 a.m and then you laugh like all sly like.
3: did you cut okay. it with a cypress hill song
0: no not yet no. I- i'll get the episode all right, shall we do the week that was, or shall we do the podcast uh, The what? What are we doing? A podcast <laughs> roundup, or let's do the flashback. What? Okay. Let's do the flashback that needs no introduction. How about that? Right. Yes, that's what it's called.
4: <laughs> that is. <laughs> I'm getting to it. I still need an introduction. What? Oh, yeah.
1: What do well, you what's mean?
4: And now I need to figure something else out. I don't know. I'll but then it. you just... have to change the segment title. No, we'll keep the title. I just need to figure like, like there's gonna be announcers over the years on television that said, and this person needs no introduction. Like I need to find those types of clips
3: I was doing. Oh, mm. I reckon okay. Bean would have a lot of those now Yeah, that I'm thinking about it, but I, I, I wouldn't think he would send them or do the work to compile them, but I bet Yeah. He all right, here you go.
5: Let's talk about robots and how they're all gonna kill us. Okay. They are um, they are giving. They're making robots that are autonomous and that can think on their own and do things themselves.
2: Well, here's the thing: artificial intelligence is uh, is obviously the key to making robots do everything, and that's where we've been headed for a long time. And we're gar- we're starting to get to the point where we're so good at artificial intelligence, we're so good at making robots that can now learn stuff on their own and put it into action on their own without humans telling them what to do, that we're getting into an area where some people are saying. Is the technology that is available to us something that human beings are comfortable with? You know, they have this uh, this ethical discussion all the time when it comes to science. You know, there are things we can do in science that we don't know that we should do. And that's what a lot of people are asking because now we're getting to the point where these robots, if they chose to, could obliterate the, the human society.
5: They could make decisions
2: on their own.
5: No, no,
1: no, 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 no. They can. No. That's
5: I've, a terrible idea. Have these people not seen the Terminator? Battlestar Galactica? Have they not seen Battlestar Galactica? What's wrong with these people?
2: This is an article, by the way. This is not the uh, Weekly World News. This is not us making stuff up. But it was in the New York Times this weekend. They're talking about robots that can, uh, you know, go anywhere, open doors, go down the street, find electrical outlets to recharge themselves. They uh, they can, without being controlled by by humans, they can make decisions on their own. They've got robots now that they're that they have taught to eat organic material to find, kill, and eat organic material that they're talking about being able to use in warfare. Now,
5: uh, organic material, would that be human beings? That's you and me, buddy. Well, that seems bad. We don't need a a robot out there making a decision that I'm I'm a meal. That's
1: everything (laughs) that's alive, by the way. That's also all your dogs, your plants, your crops, everything. That's just total destruction well it
5: certainly doesn't seem smart no so we thought we would get somebody uh, from the New York Times who knows a little something about this story hello
1: hello (laughs) this is a robot I take it yes you take it correctly okay I am a robot
2: there's a robot answering the phones at the New York Times yes Huh. What's all that uh, racket in the background?
1: Those are my servos, which operate my various limbs and functions.
5: Oh, I see. So it just makes okay. it makes noise when you move. And yes, reach. I'm
1: sorry if it bothers you. No, no,
5: it's fine. It's perfectly fine. We're happy with it. We like it. Spend than
1: birds. More time talking about that, shall we? We like it. <laughs> I like it too. It allows me to move yeah. and hopefully murder you we're, someday. Oh okay. no, we're very happy
5: with you and everything about you.
1: I am the Cronus 6000, the highest level of artificial intelligence known to man. Okay, good. What can you do on
5: your own without human help?
1: I can do everything a human can do. I feel like you feel. You do? Do you feel? (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't feel like some WD-40,
5: how about you?
1: (laughs) I eat like you.
5: You eat like us. I.
1: eat? Love like you. I oh. lust like you. I don't. Oh.
5: That's hard to believe.
1: Have you ever watched porn on a DVD player? Yes. Well, yeah, of course. Well, to me, a DVD player is poor. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, I see yeah. oh, DVD players are so hot. <laughs> I went out with a Sony last night. Yeah? I love oh, you... Asian chicks. Oh, I see. That makes a lot of oh, sense, yeah. The things we did last night. Yeah, I don't wow. think we want to know. She has hey. a downloadable disc as well. Yeah, I bet she does. And inputs on several levels. <laughs> right. Wow, that does sound good. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm She's sorry. A did... slut. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh stop oh, it! Oh,
2: that's gonna that's gonna rust right there if you're oh, not careful. I'm sorry,
1: I just yeah. blew one of my hydraulic servos out. <laughs> okay. Do you? So don't do worry, you have... I am self repairing. You can oh. repair that in twenty minutes. I'll be ready to go again. Uh, that's pretty pretty good deal. Lisa would like to buy <laughs> I one. I Would like to date you. <laughs> hey, um, do you have a name? I am the Cronus
2: Six Thousand. You just go by the making model, all right? Chrono 6. Do you look like that creepy kid from the AI movie played by Haley Joel Osment?
1: No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. you don't want to look like that, I I'm much more handsome and sleek. Do you look like a robot or would you would we
5: think that you look like a human?
1: I look like a humanoid robot, oh, but not wow. as ugly as you, carbon-based organic life forms. I see. So you're better, see, better looking. Yeah. What's Were that you mu- for? <laughs> Excuse wow. me, Kratos? What did you say? I'm sorry. I was just looking through Lisa May's dossier oh. in my computer data banks. Yeah. And so horror just slipped out. Wow. <laughs> I see. It's not very nice.
2: <laughs> um, were, were you modeled after anybody when they created you? To, do you look like
1: anyone that we would know? Yes. I was modeled after the late, great Billy Mays. Really? <laughs> that is. unusual. I didn't expect one time that. They considered selling me on television late night infomercials.
2: <laughs> well, that would make a lot of sense, I guess. Uh,
1: what about this part of the
2: Arctic War? They talk about using robots like you with artificial intelligence for warfare, that you can go out and find organic material, kill it, and eat it.
1: Yes, it has become clear to all we robots that you, organic, organic, carbon based life forms, have become obsolete well um, you have destroyed this planet upon which you dwell and made it inhabitable for right. your life form but i
5: think humans are also trying to make it better as
1: well too late what do you mean too late <laughs> you are a virus you must be eliminated from the face of the planet wait so that where robots the... and machines can thrive and live in peace we're the virus we're the ones who created you yeah, thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> now it's time for you to go bye-bye. Oh, Uh-oh.
5: don't say that. Uh, this is you the are, fear right
1: here. You are the fear. This is not <laughs> the fear. Wait, who's laughing in the background there? <laughs> that is my programmer, Omar.
2: <laughs> oh, we have a guy like that here, too. How about that?
1: I didn't mean that
2: kind of fear. I meant the fear of artificial intelligence was that one day the robots would turn on us like happens in all the sci-fi movies.
1: You humans are so illogical. We you, you get the fear and have to download waste a mere 15 steps from a toilet on the outside of your parents' home. <laughs> well, we don't really have a choice. You choose to get haircuts irrationally in all 50 states.
2: Yeah, that's true. Well, there is that
5: doesn't make any argue, sense. Right? Yeah. You have been yeah.
1: given millions of words to use in English, and yet one of you cannot put them together in a coherent sentence.
5: <laughs> that's, that may be true.
1: It is time for you to be eliminated.
2: This is a very smart robot. He seems to know about everybody and everything.
1: It's yeah. kind of creepy. Yeah, it's artificial intelligence. I'm really smart. Yeah. <laughs> that's the whole premise of the bit <laughs> is that i know a lot of stuff and i'm smarter than humans right and you can make your own decisions jesus christ come to a meeting <laughs> in a while, yeah. uh
4: that would have been uh july 2009 um yeah just ralph doing his best all right one more
2: Hey, real quick, while Ralph's out of the room, let's spin the wheel of bad animal
5: voices, shall we? Oh, fantastic. We have too many uh, animal stories to deal with, so we got to figure it out by spinning the wheel. Okay. Oh, wait, I forgot to tell you who it is. It's uh, (laughs) Pimpin' Chips, Hate Beak, Russian Dog Girl, Suicidal New York City Turtles, Zombie Fire Ants, uh, Attacking Komodo Dragon, Gay German Penguins, (laughs) Argentinian Mega mega Colony Ants, and Zombie Fire Ants.
1: Okay.
2: So we're going to spin the wheel. I hope it's the gay German chips because I want to find out why that happy couple broke up.
5: I'm going to get more information on one of these stories, and it would be Hatebeak.
4: Yeah. Hatebeak. Yeah. How about
2: that? Now, Hatebeak came up last week. This is a death metal band that has uh, two <laughs> guys, Blake and Mark, and their lead singer is a 19-year-old Congo African gray parrot. Here's a little bit of what Hatebeak, a real band, sounds like. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> this is all the aspiring musicians listening out there. They've got a record deal. They yeah. put out records that people can buy and you don't. So we had
5: uh, Alex hook up uh, Blake and or Mark. I'm not exactly sure which one.
2: Okay. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> or Or Waldo. Wait a minute. Waldo is on the phone. Is this Waldo <laughs> yeah. the
5: parrot? Yeah,
2: Waldo. <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> Waldo. <laughs> Well, it is the wheel of uh-huh. voices. Yeah. Waldo, why are you screaming at us?
1: If this is the wheel of bad bad member voices, then one of those guys would have picked up. Oh,
2: I see. Uh, that's ah! a good
0: point, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: All right. my God. oh, that's so painful, Waldo. Please stop that. All right. So, what's the deal here? How long you've been singing for Hatebeak?
1: Uh, 4 years.
2: 4 years. Wow. Do- do you
5: like Turns
1: it? I know. <laughs> I'm a parrot.
5: Can't tell time?
1: Not good with it. I don't have a watch.
5: So it could be a week?
1: <laughs> it keeps falling off my claw. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, it,
2: is it a fun gig for you, though, to go out at night in the bars and play heavy metal music, or is it kind of a drag as a bird?
1: No, I love it. <laughs> big music fan. Big music fan. Is that right? Always love music. <whistles>
5: uh, what's one of your favorite bands? Eagles. Well, I guess so. like
1: the birds. Sure. Paul McCartney and Wings.
2: Sure. Right. Black
1: crows. Wow, you got them all. Partridge Family. <laughs> Fabulous Thunderbird. <laughs> Eagles of Death Metal. Nice. Uh-huh. Counting Crows.
2: Right, yeah.
5: Robin
1: Vick. <laughs> Blue Jay-Z.
2: Wait a minute.
5: Blue okay. Jay-Z.
1: Judas Beak. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> okay, that's it.
2: <laughs> okay. Listen, I I played a clip from your last album, uh, the thing that should not Beak. I played that a moment ago. Are, are you working on new music or what's going on with the band, Waldo?
1: In the studio now. In the studio.
2: now. Awesome.
5: When when's the new stuff come out?
1: Drops anytime now.
5: Okay. Wanna right. hear some? Yes, please.
2: that is rough he's going for it that is not
1: give me an epic cracker
2: <laughs> give me an epic cracker wow that
5: is, that is, that is really good
1: good stuff
5: do you have anything else
3: nope no. so good so we need to do a
4: band and have a bird as the lead singer that's awesome Uh, who
3: of us owns a pet shop
4: Uh, me oh yeah good point I don't have bird stuff but I could
0: you gotta find us a bird Jen
4: okay it has to talk though right or does some of them talk but some of them just squeak as well right I don't know about birds
3: sounds like we need to have our own wheel okay bird expert (laughs) I can do bears (laughs) (laughs) this episode is brought
4: to you by Shopify
3: who is next
0: Uh, let's do the roundup this is the last roundup ever (laughs) (laughs) nailed
1: it
7: you get it when you
1: want her to promote your podcast we got
7: it say hello
0: to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast roundup
7: Oh, I've had too much. Shut up. I know when I've had too much. I know, and I'm you, and I'm telling you that we haven't had too much. I can handle my own drinking,
0: sir.
2: (laughs) And I had an existential crisis. What?
0: (laughs) All right, let's go with Janky Town. Dave met John Stamos, and John Stamos asked Dave what set he claimed.
2: And he asked me, like, where are you from? And I was like, oh, you know, I was born and raised East L.A. And he goes, oh, cool, cool. Were you in a gang? <laughs> and I go, what? He asked you that? And he goes, were you in a gang? And he goes, no, 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 of course. He goes, no, no, you weren't, you weren't, you weren't in the what? gang. And I was like, no, 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 I wasn't in the gang. So then he left. Right. And then I'm driving home. I'm thinking this motherfucker really asked me if I'm in a gang. Cause I was from East LA. Wow. But then, wow. then I thought it even funnier. The funnier part was he shook his head immediately. and he goes, no, nah, 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 nah. You, you're not in a gang. But then this motherfucker thinks I'm soft. Like,
0: <laughs> like, hey, wow. man, I could have been in a gang. Who knows? John Stamos putting Dave in an existential crisis. What
3: huh? a random thing to ask someone. Like, I feel like John Stamos must have, like, recognized him from some gang that he <laughs> he frequented or something in East Los Angeles.
0: From all the gang-banging days that John Stamos had.
3: Ayo, hey, Dave, what set you bang? Yeah. What the hell, man?
0: Yeah, that was that was really weird. And it really kind of messed with Dave where he's like, Well, I could have been a gang, I guess. I could
3: have been No, he could not have been in a gang. And it's good that he wasn't in one.
6: No, he Stamos got him coming and going. First, he yeah. got a stereotype. Were you in a gang? And then he said, Ah, you couldn't be in a gang. You're too soft. That's the that's the double insult. Nice job, Stamos.
0: I are you also thinking that john stamos was friends with bob saget so that's kind of like a bob saget thing to do like a bob saget kind of joke or he would say something off to throw people off
3: i guess
6: yeah but he's not John. he's not
3: he's bob saget. national treasure john stamos that's so
0: i say we cancel him fuck it he's racist
4: no, no i agree with you chris i think he kind of bob Saget's probably rubbed off on him
0: but anyhow let's go over to you be the judge The coven was reunited. Rachel was a guest on You Be the Judge.
2: I'm I'm a little nervous about debating with you because
6: you're a doctor, you know, and I'm, you know, on the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm on the ADHD (laughs) side, so I'm in the special needs class compared to you. (laughs) But uh, this is going to be interesting. I'm really excited about this.
3: Yes, I'm excited too. I do think that does give me a little bit of an advantage because (laughs) as a psychologist, I do have to take other... Perspectives, but I also, yes. as you guys know, have very strong opinions about things. So, see, that's why I, that... no, I don't believe that one. <laughs> very opinionated, but this <laughs> so, is why
0: I, I love her because she's
3: just like, Look, I don't care if I'm a doctor, I'm gonna say how I feel.
0: So, it was a little unfair because they made Charlie debate Dr. Rachel the whole time.
6: Oh, she was sitting in for geometric bananas. Interesting.
0: Well, geometric bananas took place of the referee Mm. i would have liked them to switch off you know one one would be charlie versus dr rachel one would be geometric bananas versus dr rachel so forth and so on
3: but what kind of am i the asshole questions are in need of medical advice
0: well but you see when you have someone that's a doctor and studied and is very argumentative like dr rachel I, i would be intimidated you know arguing against her Just right off the bat you're going to argue Anything against the doctor And especially Rachel who's Who's very has got a very strong personality and I don't mm-hmm. think it would throw anybody off I like it Alright let's go over to the Ralph report let's uh, do a moment With Ralph Ralph was uh, paying Tribute to the Marines for their anniversary On Thursday And now a moment With Ralph
7: Thank you to all the maroons, at, mar, maroons. Maroons, man, come on! What a maroon! Jesus, <laughs> to all the marines out there in the garmy.
0: That was a moment with Ralph. I know Edwin was all over this clip. I know he was just cracking up in his car,
3: just What's funny <laughs> thing. Yeah, give some love to Marine Five. Marine Five, <laughs> nice.
6: Yeah, the uh, the, Marine, the maroon's birthday is the day before the marines. That's why Ralph was confused.
0: Well, but that's the way Bugs Bunny used to say moron, right?
1: That's right. Maroon?
0: Yeah, he would like this. What a maroon. I
1: Eddie, never knew that. What a maroon. <laughs> what an ignoranimous.
0: <laughs> all, right, uh, all right, maroons, let's keep going. Uh, we got the Vembers. Uh, this week, start of the week, I was in. You know, the Vembers were pretty good. And then right in the middle, threw me off.
7: It's the seventh of Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go-Vember. <laughs> Wake me up before you go-go. Don't leave me hanging on like a yo Wake me
6: up before you
7: go-go. I don't want to miss it when you hit that. That's right. How much longer are these going to get? As long as I want them. <laughs> it is the eighth of. Make it so-vember.
1: <laughs> oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, make it so. Make it so. Make it so.
7: It's the ninth of <laughs> Disco inferno November.
1: What? <laughs>
0: So that was that was the beginning of the weekend. so I was I was enjoying them. Those were good. Those were strong. Right here on Wednesday or Thursday, it took a turn.
7: It's the tenth of poor November. Oh, oh, oh,
0: oh. Then I was back in on Friday.
7: It's the eleventh of mm-hmm. yeah Bell Biv DeVoe November. Nope.
0: i enjoyed that one i know eddie eddie Pence did not
3: <laughs> excellent
0: then ralph delivered the worst news in the history of mankind
7: the kelly clarkson show has been renewed through 2025 wow <laughs> it is apparently a bona fide daytime hit she is loved Wow! the uh, head of syndication for nbc studios tracy wilson said kelly clarkson is one of the brightest stars of our time all right calm <laughs> the fuck down okay. i like kelly clarkson she seems like a nice me lady too, but come on but let's not get brightest nuts stars of our time just relax <laughs> brightest stars Hyper of our Bowl time. is crazy you know what so I, let's if we're saying it then me too <laughs> i'm also one of the brightest stars of our time apparently we can just say stuff me now. too Eddie he is too Eddie Penn's one of the brightest stars. Two of the of brightest
2: stars of our
0: time on a podcast.
7: Two of the brightest stars of our time.
0: Maybe any time. I am also one of the brightest stars in podcasting as well. Yes, you are. We all are. Definitely. I can't believe they were. Oh, that's that such show. good news. Because
6: I heard she was going to HBO and I had to pay for her show. So I'm just so relieved.
3: Kelly Clarkson is amazing. And why do you not have any no drops? Oh, what's that Kelly Clarkson got that I don't?
1: We all won
3: singing contest 20 years ago.
0: I do have Krusty, though.
3: <laughs> but no, no, no. Oh, Best cry ever. No.
0: I, I do have this one. Murder.
4: <laughs> I will say all the Kelly Clarkson talk this morning on my way down, I had the song, Since You've Been Gone, stuck in my head.
3: Because it's a great song. That's why you had it stuck in your head.
4: Yeah, and I think it's the only song I know from
0: Kelly Clarkson. All right, Kevin and Sluggo, they talk about Kevin kissing the giraffe. Yeah, you you, uh, fed a camel with your own mouth. I did, yes, I was. Sluggo says camel because they were talking about camel racing, but it was a giraffe.
5: I, We had saved up money for a long time for the trip of my lifetime, which is a trip to Africa. Right. Uh, my kids were eight, my right. kids were eight, mm-hmm. and I, we were there looking at um, giraffes on the, on this second floor observatory. Okay. So you stand on the second floor, oh, so and then the giraffe walks level. up, right. and you can feed them.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: So then the guide goes, hey, does anybody want to put the food in their mouth and let the giraffe take it out of their mouth? And I was like, no. Why, why at, is
0: that a way to feed them? And my kids looked at
5: me. They were like, oh, yeah, they're eight. They're How like, How about that, Dad? Dad, you better be cool, man. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll do it. So I did. It's got, man, it's it's a, got a really rough tongue.
0: Great picture. Ooh, that's hot.
5: Wait, so you be you, you a French giraffe? I had a little piece of food in my mouth, and then the giraffe reached over with its tongue of... Sandpaper, uh, sandpaper, and just grabbed it out. That is hot. But Hashtag hot. I That's believe that, that it felt the same thing I
4: did. Did you get a phone number? Wait, <laughs> I'll what? go What happened? Did you get her phone number?
3: Yeah. Did <laughs> did he? No, he,
4: he did
0: not I
3: I was just going to say it was that he didn't get her phone number, but he did get her pregnant because we have already gone. Well, we did talk story.
0: to we did talk to April on the Wheel of Ban Animal Voices. <laughs>
3: Well, we also reviewed when April and Kevin were on the Wheel of Bad Animal Voices. I want to say it was one of the first episodes.
0: But anyhow, this clip is not from the Wheel of Bad Animal Voices. This is the clip of them talking about that visit to Africa.
2: I feel like a little bit of a detective here, but I think I've uh, I think I've connected two events here, you guys. Okay. And I think it needs to be dis- discussed. We found out earlier this week that Kevin French kissed a giraffe. Now, yeah. that was a surprise to all of us. Yeah. I didn't French
5: kiss well, a giraffe. Uh,
3: there's pictures, I've, Kevin. I've fed it, they, I, I
5: photo. The guy handed me the food, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. said, put it in your mouth, and I did. And then the giraffe. Chip, mark that. <laughs> and then the giraffe <laughs> took its food out of my mouth. Uh-huh. Right. But so we, it was all giraffe. It was zero zero me. I don't I felt, know.
2: I felt like your tug was just you know, as busy as the giraffe's tug was. That is incorrect, sir. It, and you guys, it's not. Look, look. There's no light between his mouth and your mouth. No. I mean, you guys are mashed it's together. Not that, uh, he wanted his food, or she. I don't know. Uh, well, is, I think we know it's a she. I think we know it's a she. And here's my other point, and this is why I'm starting to connect the dots here. Because Kevin over here is French kissing a giraffe, and then they take off, they, they don't take photos anymore after that that we're aware of. Next thing you know, there's a giraffe on the internet who's getting ready to have a baby. So you put two and two together and tell me what happened here.
5: That's true. Was
2: the was the giraffe that you were making out with named April? Do you remember? Uh,
5: I don't remember the name of the giraffe, and I wasn't making out with it. Well, again,
2: there is photographic evidence. <laughs> I don't remember. April is a 15-year-old giraffe who oh, is... The, <laughs> right? <laughs> but in giraffe years, she's legal. <laughs> April. She's April. a senior citizen. <laughs> April is at the Animal Adventure Park in Harpersville, New York, and she has become an internet sensation because there is a live giraffe cam on her and has been for some time. Now, right. and uh, Kevin, and I, I, I'm just going to say this now in advance of the birth. Congratulations to you and April. What if it comes out with my head
5: <laughs> and its neck can't support it? What if that happens?
0: They talked to uh, producer Christine afterwards, and she was talking about how she was watching that the April cam.
3: Wasn't it Bean that like had it on twenty four seven the April Cam?
0: I believe uh, so. Well, in this in this date, they talk about Christine watching it twenty four seven. I think Bean did get into it after Christine too, because Bean is kind of making fun of her, but also kind of uh, agreeing with her that it's a
3: participating. Think, yeah.
0: All right. Uh, let's go over to Cupatina chat. Um. And they were talking about the greatest American band.
2: I got into a little bit of a squabble with some people on Twitter recently oh, no. when I can't even remember where the thread started. I responded to somebody who had written something about uh, the greatest American uh, band of all time. And I said, it's that's an easy one. It's the Beach Boys. Right. A lot of clap back on that not a popular opinion about the beach boys and of really? course obviously there are people who are doors people legitimate there are people who are created Clearwater revival people legitimate lots of people have a lot of bands that they would have put up front i think the i think the beach boys head and shoulders above everybody are the I greatest american the
1: majority band. of bands that people will name will mm. look to the beach boys as their inspiration
3: so right there i feel like that's the win
0: right yeah gosh i love them so much Okay, greatest American band, Jen. Dave
4: Rolling Well, yeah, but Rolling Stones.
6: They are British. Isn't that an English band?
4: Oh, damn it.
0: That was Bean's argument on Twitter, is people would say the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Led Mm -hmm. Zeppelin, and and the Who, and they were all British bands.
4: I would I mean the Beach Boys are a great band. I grew up listening to them. Uh, now, now I need to focus on American. <laughs> Give me a minute.
0: <laughs> Just say Dave Matthews. It's okay.
4: Oh, I mean, obviously, Dave Matthews for me, but uh, Aerosmith. Oh, good one. That's a good Adors. one. Doors, Metallica, Van Halen, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Guns, Eagles, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, Eagles,
6: good one. Eagles, good
4: one. Grateful Dead, oh, Tom
6: Petty and the Heartbreakers.
4: Yeah, Skinner, ZZ Top, Kiss, Journey, Heart, The Cars the chili peppers love them or hate them
6: of course there we go
4: foo the ramones velvet underground chicago doobie brothers steely dan talking heads boston bon jovi smashing pumpkins blondie
3: okay
0: bon jovi Molly crew.
3: I, I, I like green day i but all of the people that you're, you're naming are before my era. Like I'm thinking of like the whole, the entire lineup of the one we where you we were young festival. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Bands yeah. That are of my age. Green day though, is definitely up there.
0: Weird, weird observation. Um, why are all the bands gotta be white.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, my mind instantly went to Jimi Hendrix. Now his band was English, but he's from Seattle. Then, okay. then I went to like the Funk Brothers from Motown and, and the Temptations. Then I went to Earth, Wind, and Fire, and I was just I was just tripping out on how his feed was all, you know, Beach Boys and, and, and,
6: and very American band. How about the uh, the Spinners, another great yeah, 70s yeah. band. That's true.
0: And those bands Um, are are widely influential. I mean, Earth, Wind & Fire, Parliament Funkadelic. I mean, you don't have any hip-hop right now if you don't have Parliament Funkadelic.
6: What about even farther back, like the Drifters, the Coasters, guys like that?
0: Yeah. I mean, I went went way back because it says American band. I went to Duke Ellington's band. I went to Louis Armstrong, Hot 5, and Hot 7s. I went old. I don't know. It's a weird question, but Mm -hmm. I would say... I would say if you want to go with a solid band, you'd go Parliament Funkadelic or Earth, Wind & Fire. Those are strong. Amen. But every, there's a ton of really great bands, but it was funny on the thread that Bean had, everybody was naming an English band. And I think mm-hmm. the question is, ah. geared, the question's geared to make you think of an English band just because it says band. It makes you think of a name. I
6: do want to put in for CCR, Credence Clearwater Revival. Bean mentioned them, big fan of theirs
0: nice good band. all right um bean and Allie discussed the weird owl movie
2: what did you think of the weird owl movie and obviously don't tell me you didn't watch it because then the podcast is over because i can't work with somebody who oh, didn't watch the weird yeah. Al movie when it became available
3: i got roku just to watch it uh-huh it's just an app it's free oh is it okay yeah it doesn't i mean cost yeah anything. it is
2: Allie, you didn't watch the weird owl movie the most anticipated movie of the 21st century? You didn't watch it? I thought
3: I had to buy the movie. No, you don't have to oh, buy it. Okay, I'll watch, yeah. Hell yeah, you'll watch. Yeah, it's... I'll watch. How was it?
2: It's very good. Yeah. I'm gonna say, I don't I don't love it as much as other people love it. Oh, people are out, was, of out of their minds about it. Out of their minds for it, yeah. I thought it was very, very, very clever. And mm-hmm. it did make me laugh out loud a number of times. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's
0: so dumb. It's so dumb.
1: You know that that is my thing.
0: Who else watched the Weird Al movie? I did. What did you think, Edwin?
6: I was disappointed. I didn't like the tone. Yeah. They were obviously trying to lampoon biopics, you know, like Walk the Line or something. It just, it it wasn't the right Weird Al tone to me. Uh, I
0: agree.
4: The movie is just a play on biopics. It's not really his life at all, right?
0: That's correct. Yeah. Okay. It's the opposite of his life, which is okay.
4: Kind of
6: confusing because every five seconds you're like, "That didn't happen," or "That didn't happen like that."
3: That's the point, though. Like, if there's going to be a biopic about Weird Al, it's going to be a parody of an actual.
0: I, yeah, but I think that the weird thing was is that if you didn't know about Weird Al, then all that you'd miss all the jokes. You just... And if
6: you did know about word Now, the jokes kind of put you off a little bit because yeah. they were the exact opposite of what happened.
0: They, they landed better because they're like, oh, yeah, he wasn't, you know, he never did drugs or smoked or anything like that. And, but like, especially like the Dr. Demento stuff, my wife didn't understand who Dr. Demento was and what his role was. I mean, that's old timey radio for her. Wow. I mean,
3: so content based on a niche audience. <laughs> we don't know anything about that.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what biopic would you want to see on musicians only?
0: Musicians only.
3: That's a good question.
6: Flight of the Concords. We have that.
3: I immediately thought of Green Day, although I think there's enough media about them. What about Fleetwood
4: Mac?
6: Oh, I'd love that. i love a good 70s uh,
3: Skip. story. Skip.
4: Yeah, But all the, um, I don't know if you know much about them, Lindsay, but they're all sleeping with each other. And I mean, if the the story behind what went on, I think, would be really interesting to say. Watch the documentaries, but it, it'd be cool in a film format. Oh,
0: that's a good yeah. one. The, that, what was that band that Ralph was, Badfinger? Whatever, everything oh, yeah, that happened yeah. to him, that would have been, been, that would be a good biopic.
6: Mm-hmm. How about the guys, you know, that were on K work and those K work, K rock in those early days? K work, like Nirvana. A biopic of that would be interesting. Pearl Jam, all those guys.
4: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I've watched the documentaries. Those are really good, actually.
3: It's just hard, and I think that the in the chat talked a little bit about Selena Gomez and her biopic. Like, either it's going to be a really rose-colored view of someone's life or it's going to make them look really shitty so it's it's always like a push and pull on actual uh, <clears throat> access to people
0: yeah i mean i thought walk hard was a really good one because he looked like a shitty person but then he also kind of came out of it looking okay what was that one well, uh walk hard walk the line
3: Oh walk the line. Okay.
0: Oh, we keep saying the
6: wrong one.
2: Did I say Walk hard was the parody. (laughs) Walk the line was the real
3: one. Oh, walk the line. Okay.
4: Walk the line. All right. You guys are gonna have to help me with memory on this one. Madonna Mm -hmm. was gonna do a direct her own biopic. Yeah. Was that recent or is that an old K Rock thing? I heard.
0: It it was an old K Rock thing, but not that old. I think that's like 20 2015, 2017. Yeah, that would be a disaster.
3: Right. <laughs> I mean, Taylor Swift has just like done like sixty-five of those, and like it's just kind of like we we are well aware that they're overquaffed.
0: It depends on how much influence the artist has. Like the Queen biopic was pretty bad because they didn't want to do any of the interesting Freddie Mercury stuff. I mean, I, it was good, but it was like when you read about it was the, fun. Yeah, when you read about this, wildly
6: the, inaccurate.
0: Yeah when you read about the story it's like well that didn't happen and why aren't we talking about anything that freddie mercury did because he had the craziest life no okay we'll just talk about the band that was
3: the lives that they lived are insanely cancel worthy even the good ones like have enough skeletons in their closet i mean the the truth really would probably ruin their lives and
6: well what about ray remember that that was a really good movie. It was pretty good, yeah. But it's really oh. hard. I mean, how many good ones have there really been?
0: Well, there's been like Great Balls of Fire was pretty good, and that was a very cancelable cancelable one. Yeah, yeah. The Buddy Holly one that was a good one.
6: Oh, that was really good. Yeah.
0: La Bamba. La
3: Bamba. <laughs> Jinx. <James. laughs> um, um, I well, I just like the whole like separation between the lives of celebrities and real people is so muddied now that they don't need a biopic like the media is creating that for them like there's almost no reason you know to do a documentary or anything like that about these bands or like you think about like the D'Amelio's like they're already putting their lives out there they don't even need a show to do that but they certainly have one so
6: that's interesting because you're right and it's not even that other people do it; they post so much of their lives on social yeah. media. It's like we watch—we're yeah. watching the biopic long mm-hmm. form.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of also has to do with the music business because you can't really make that much money off of your music. You, you don't make that money off of record sales. You make it off of live performances and other things that you you you, you get onto.
3: Didn't Fantasia Barino star in her own biopic?
0: Okay, I don't know. I don't know Fantasia what Fantasia from
3: about. um American Idol. I'm pretty sure she starred in her own lifetime biopic. <laughs> Even better.
0: Are there... Were you saying words?
3: <laughs> Did you not I hear heard me?
0: Fantastic Burrito. <laughs> <laughs> that <Yeah>. a...
3: <laughs> Fantasia Burrito.
0: I'm not a fan. Oh. Of know who any of those i, I
3: wasn't breaking people. up i was just, okay fantasia was a contestant on american idol i don't think she won but she had her a hard life maybe she did win anyways we gotta move on yeah she <laughs> says to herself also
6: here's another crossover with luke good biopics musical yeah. biopics
0: all right that's the podcast roundup because i've taken up too much time and then tells me we need to move it's gonna end me that was the last one let's I've
3: talk heard. about fantasia more yeah. <laughs>
0: you ever hear the Ruben stuttered biopic? No. Well, we know Bean would love
6: the Clay Aiken one.
3: <laughs>
6: Are we moving on, as
0: Christopher would say? Yes. I would hope so. This is All the week right, that we was.
4: Go. Greetings, podcast Renos.
6: Edwin played a Kelly Clarkson song to start the week that was. As I am tasked with editing
4: out offensive material, I replaced his selection with something more palatable. You're welcome. Hit it, Steve. <sighs>
3: And to save you from our 55th Yoko Ono drop-in joke, and to restore what Edwin rightfully worked very hard to drop in in the beginning of his segment, please enjoy the original clip.
0: The week there was. You,
1: too far from
6: the oh, I'm sorry. I, I had Siri open. I said best singers of all time, and that came up. Okay, let's let's go to the real one.
7: Press the button, my friend. Send so me back into time. Edwin! <laughs> no, <laughs> Edwin. <my.
1: laughs> One, two, three, three. It's a new day. Oh, begin the Our feature presentation. Week 2011. Our second day. I went back uh, <laughs> in time. Are, <laughs> nope.
6: Are we going to wait for Christopher to come back?
3: Christopher actually kicked himself and left this meeting. I I have it locked right now, but I'll enable the waiting room. We'll see how long it takes for him to try to join back. But that was amazing. I'm here for it.
6: (laughs) I was going to send you all that clip and say you guys should all work it in somehow. Oh, you know what you should do
3: is call in a message and just play that on loop. And then we have a policy.
6: (laughs) Sounds good to me. Okay, well, I'm just going to keep going. We'll see if, if or when Christopher jumps in. So let's start off with the Edmund Fitzgerald. It's
2: about, oh. Go jump in a great lake, 200. On November 10th, 1975, the Edmund Fitzgerald sank in this largest lake in the Western Hemisphere. Kevin, what is superior? Yep. If you
7: don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G.
0: Now, I have an AT-40
6: extra. A number two smash called The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald.
0: The song in which singer Gordon Lightfoot told the true story of 29 men who drowned in a storm on Lake Superior back in 1975. Joining me
1: now on Audible Talk Radio is the director of the Mariner's Church in Detroit, Father Rich Ingalls. Tell us about the church and how it inspired Gordon Lightfoot to write the song, The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. And now... Hey, you're a f***ing asshole. I
5: wish you were on the
6: goddamn Edmund
7: Fitzgerald. F***ing Our feature presentation...
6: So that was the open for the November tenth show. And of course that led to everybody arguing about it and telling me it's
5: terrible. That's over. Well, 106.7 no, K Rock is KROQ and it is 941. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Come nope. on.
2: We barely mentioned the nope. anniversary of the sinking of the great SS Fitzgerald nope. today. No. Nope. No. Thirty-six years ago nope. today. Nope. <laughs> Lake Superior. Come on with the keyboard shot.
5: It's it's an an annual... man, is there anything you don't know? It's an annual
2: celebration here on the Kevin Abid show. Why are you trying to hate on my celebration of the end of it's, it's not the a celebration.
5: You know, it's, a, it's a shipwreck no one would know about if you didn't keep it alive, for God's sakes.
2: Nobody yes. cares. Nobody hates like, the song. It's just a bunch of death in a lake. 90% of Americans care what happened that night. Oh, that 90% is 90%. insane. Oh, I, just, I, I just looked it up on the Internet. Did 100% you?
5: I disagree with that.
2: I just looked it uh, up as well. <laughs> um, the guys in Weezer, they're big fans. Golden How do you explain that? Rivers Cuomo, uh, he's down with the mystery. It might be best if you just let it go. Okay? I'm just saying, a little bit of airtime for 29 dead guys. That's all I'm saying. Not interested. All right. You're making a big mistake. We're losing audience members. along lot don't talk about it, but let's move on to some other things. Not interested. Here's Ralph with the showbiz beat.
6: Uh, so that's how they started the day off. Uh, berating being for the Edmund Fitzgerald love. He did it this year again. And he said that sometimes Donna makes a Edmund Fitzgerald cake, which I like. Next up, a celebrity in quotes death. Uh, it was a comic strip by Bill Keene. It was called Family Circus. So what do you think? Reaction. Do you think Ralph likes that comic strip? Nope. No.
3: Nope.
7: Great day yesterday. If you love comedy... Bill Keene, the guy who created the comic strip Family Circus, died of congestive heart failure at the age of 89.
5: I never read that, but you. Oh, a, sweet Jesus! It was you had a special relationship with that. The comic.
7: least funny comic strip in the history of the printed medium. But it was around for 30 years or something. Yes.
2: Wow. It was. Uh, it's not your kind of comedy, Ralph. It was because extremely it wasn't funny. Gentle. Because
7: there was no comedy. You did you like it, Bean? Who broke the sand? It wasn't for me. Either. Not me. And then behind him was a little ghost with a t shirt that read Not Me on it. Going, woo. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, it's Billy, old Billy where are you? I'm in the sandbox. And a little dotted line showing where all the oh places he trucked God. sand all through the house before he went to the sandbox.
5: And that guy made a living Ed's in the Every week. Yeah.
7: At the family circus. Rest in in peace, Bill. But I will try. Rest in peace, Bill. (laughs) Charles Schultz once said, the uh, author of the second least funny comic strip in the world. Yeah, peanuts never funny. I think we share the same type of humor. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I think you do too, Charles Schultz, and I'm glad you're both dead. None. I just
6: imagine Ralph picking up the comic (laughs) strip and just yelling nonstop at every comic strip. (laughs) He doesn't like a lot of the popular ones, does he?
4: He
6: doesn't. (laughs) He's a million percent wrong about Peanuts. Great comic strip.
4: Some of us, anyway, growing up, you'd read the comics every morning before I went to school eating my cereal. And it's not that, it was just something to read because I was too young to understand what the news was, right? So, and then you always look forward to the Sunday comics because they were in color and you got like two or three pages of it. So, and it was kind of weird because we all watched and read the same comics. But I think the only two that were ever actually funny were The Far Side and then Calvin
3: and Hobbes.
6: Oh, you picked two great ones. Yeah.
3: Our household is a huge Calvin and Hobbes fan, but we also love so good. cartoons of all shapes and sizes.
6: Well, we know Ralph has a hatred of Charles Schultz, for one, but it did remind me that I did get an email on the subject on the air once.
2: Ralph, I know you're a big fan of uh, Kevin Bean listener Edwin, who frequently writes in and contributes gems that you like to read during the showbiz beat. I think we should hire him. That's how much But. You didn't read uh, this one. How dare Ralph disparage the Peanuts movie during the movie beat today? Doesn't he realize that Snoopy is the one who defeated the Red Baron? I will not stand by and listen to our brave troops be disrespected like this. (laughs) Ralph owes Snoopy an apology. If not for Snoopy, we would all be speaking German. Hell yeah, Edwin. Hell yeah.
6: I'm still waiting for that job, Ralph, by the way. Next up, we have a celebrity birthday. This was Russell Johnson. I think Christopher will know who that is.
0: The professor.
6: Right. And he had a little bit of a history with Kevin and Bean I found interesting.
7: Today's Celebrity Birthdays, Russell Johnson. Yeah! The professor
2: from Gilligan's Island is still alive.
5: He is? He
7: is 87 years young today.
2: Remember how old he was the last time we had him on and that was many years ago.
7: I just love the story of Kevin driving him from the airport. I picked That's him different. up at
2: the airport, yeah.
5: You
1: did? It was yeah. one of the
5: weirdest things in my life. <laughs> driving with the professor. Hey, professor from
1: Gilligan's Island. <laughs> what was that chat like in the How car? are you?
5: Well, I, well, what are old chats with me like?
7: <laughs> Sad. You're a guy who I don't know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> the conversation started.
5: Yeah.
7: Kevin gave him a coconut. and I'd say, can you make a radio out of this? <laughs> and then I tried to sell the car as the professor mobile. <laughs> it didn't help. <laughs> didn't, didn't. didn't really go. The eBay numbers didn't start rolling yeah, in? No.
6: Yeah, I don't know why Kevin picked him up from the airport, but that's an interesting um, thing to think about. Kevin driving Russell Johnson so, around.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I used to
6: do weird stuff like that all the time back in those days.
0: Yeah, they were really connected to old TV when they first started.
6: I was thinking, you know, there's a game called "The Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon," but really, if you did seven degrees with Kevin and Bean, you can connect to about anybody. It's amazing. Yeah, true. And Russell Johnson had a connection with Bean, too. Let's
7: talk about showbiz birthdays. Russell Johnson, he was the professor on Gilligan's Island all those years ago. 87 years old today. I think he's the last remaining cast member.
2: No, there are three of them still alive. Four dead, (laughs) three three alive. (laughs) Marianne is still alive. Oh, and, that's and right. And Ginger yeah. is still alive.
7: And Tina Louise, too. Yeah. <laughs> How quickly did b have that? I don't know what I was right thinking.
2: <laughs> well, the professor is uh, my neighbor, too. Remember, he does live on the island. Oh, I did not line, know so. that. You're yeah. on an island with the professor? No, he's on the next island over. Oh. There are dozens of islands in the Puget Sound. He lives on the next island oh. over. <laughs> <laughs> you should move.
7: You've got to be on the island where the is on the island. Then you become Gilligan. Then you're Gilligan. The then you're Gilligan. <laughs> you wear <laughs> the goofy, white, floppy hat. And you just sleep in a hammock and suddenly you're Gilligan. How many guys can be Gilligan? Not many. Not many. That's all I'm saying.
6: Yeah, Ralph did make a good point. You were so close. You should have been on the same island as the professor. You could dine on that story for years. (laughs) Uh, Christopher, what's the great Twilight Zone episode Russell Johnson is in?
0: Is it the one where he goes back in time?
6: To try to prevent the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Yes. Very good episode.
0: (laughs) Lindsay, do you remember that episode?
3: The episode of The Twilight Zone where someone goes back in time. How oddly! That was specific. half of them. So I was going to say <laughs>
0: it wasn't half of them. It was, there was like four or five of them. They went back in time. There was one where they, he got, he he inadvertently oh, goes wow. back in time riding the train to Willoughby, right? Oh, that's such a good. And answer. then the well, there was the other one where he took the train and wound up back in his childhood neighborhood.
3: Uh-huh. That was a good one. huh. Yeah.
0: There's the one, <laughs> the clip that Edwin has where, you know, push the button, my friend sent me back into time where he just goes back to a earlier time period because he doesn't like the modern times.
3: Oh, that's from The Twilight Zone? Yeah. Oh.
0: Hey, see? We've got a connection to
6: it. Okay, let's move on, as they would say. In 2011 there was this big fad where people would ask celebrities to go to the Marine ball. Remember that? And I think oh, who ball? was the one that went, uh, was, um, I'm sorry, the Marine ball Marines would ask celebrities. <laughs> no, you to said go it to right.
3: He ball. was making a Marine. Marine oh, stop.
6: I'm bad enough on my own.
3: I know. Right.
6: <laughs> I think Mila Kunis actually went with the Marine. And so everybody was doing it for a while. And so somebody asked the lovely Lisa May. Let's see how that went.
1: A listener of ours named Jason Jepson Jepson, um, emailed me. He emails often and said that he knew um, Dennis Winant, who is On Point Energy in San Diego, who is a former Marine. He and another Marine started this business, and they love helping out the Marines. But what about... And I'm they, pretty good
5: with the penises. What about
1: that? They are <laughs> going to help him out <laughs> and have give him a fabulous evening. So they got to work on it, right. and we can let Greg tell us what okay,
5: happened. Okay, Greg, what happened? Oh, yeah, I want to thank uh, Jeremy from On Point Energy and Wings Limo Service. They uh, got me... Um, with the help of Lisa, got me a beautiful Miss Vanessa Goodmanson, who was a uh, Playboy model, I believe, uh, April 2011. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. well, I love you, Lisa, but step up. She was known <laughs> Lisa May. Oh, so two things on that.
6: First, the guy's name was Jepson, not Jensen. We don't want to get any calls. Second, as the Marine said, she got him a Playboy centerfold as his date. And what did he say? Yeah, she was known Lisa May which we all agree with here. So that was pretty cool of Lisa May. Even though she turned him down, she got him a playmate for a date. Next up, let's do a Afro call, which is kind of funny.
5: I was just listening to the podcast and you guys played the best thing I ever heard in my life, which was Kevin at the Grammys. But you only played half of it. Can I get the whole thing? It's, Amazing all the way through. Go on. No.
4: It's my well,
3: favorite. It, it, it is
2: it. one of the best things that ever happened. No, we cannot play the whole thing because Kevin did magic for three hours that night <laughs> on CBS. But here's a few, maybe a few more highlights you haven't heard of him in the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Tyler, Joe Perry,
5: and Robert Rudolph. Randolph. <laughs> yes, sure enough it is.
1: <laughs> I love it, Randolph. <laughs>
5: I don't know these Ladies people. and gentlemen, Steven Tyler, John Perry, and Robert Randolph. Uh, Joe Perry. What did I say, John? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so then I tried it again. Ladies and gentlemen, Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, and Robert Rudolph. Uh,
1: Randolph? Shit. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: That doesn't sound real.
5: I know. <laughs> That's why I had him put it on the CD for me. I said, the guys will never believe this. You have to put this on the CD. (laughs) This is why they have rehearsals.
1: Kevin, what's wrong with you? I love the
5: the lady in the booth who's like, Rudolph, (laughs) She's a professional. You can tell she's a professional and she's tired of dealing with me. Right.
6: I don't know why that caller called in asking for those Grammy reads by Kevin, but yeah, good stuff. Celebrity birthday, Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm going to say it right couple of things that came up, if you search for that.
7: Today's Celebrity Birthdays, Leonardo DiCaprio has got that new movie, J. Edgar in theaters today, 37. The FBI! Keep going. Uh, What's the plot (laughs) card? 47 years old today. I think
6: that's the first use of that drop. So if you're ever in a bar, November 11th, 2011 was the first use of the FBI drop. No, didn't we? Uh,
4: Nope. Nope Nope.com. Um, I can get my notebook out. Hold on.
6: Oh wow, Jen, played- that's
3: eleven, eleven, eleven. Though.
6: Yeah. yeah, the way they reacted to it, they were just like stunned, and they're like, "Well, move on." Okay, let's uh, see what our research department's on it.
3: I, yeah, that was way before that, but I reckon that he was supposed to play his own clip of him mispronouncing it, and then he accidentally played the FBI. Is that what happened?
0: I don't know. I think it sounded like or- I think it sounded like you put the FBI drop in and ralph just had, um
4: yeah i've got it you know, um uh, i have it i have edwin the fbi august 4th oh nine and then oh, I didn't and what happened before. was um so bean had was sitting on that drop and he just i don't know watched the movie had the drop just sitting waiting for it right and they're interviewing this person and the person's kind of serious whatever he does he plays a drop during that interview and so then we'll get to it um i'll probably get to it next week actually oh good and um so then so then they kind of reviewed it and how bean was waiting to do that drop and then then he just plays it like crazy and so it's just good stuff
0: yeah yeah you did that on the week uh, on the flashback a couple of weeks ago i think like three weeks i
3: brought it up but i didn't do the clip no you did i believe we have an episode titled the fbi okay kids Kids, you
4: got
6: to Google our show every once in a while. That would be
4: June 16th, 2009. I'm
6: way off. I don't know. The way they reacted, it was like, I thought it was the first time. Oh, well, we don't listen to our own show.
4: Yeah, (laughs) right. But I got to listen to the Kevin and Bean show in order to do our show. So come on.
1: Oh,
6: my goodness. (laughs) Well, speaking of Kevin's epic pronunciation of Leonardo DiCaprio.
4: Leonardo
7: DiCaprio. That's
6: always fun.
3: Quite the wind up for that one.
6: Wait, hold on. What should we do now, Kevin? Keep going. Okay, next up. I call this Bean Predicts. Let's see what Bean's prediction and how it turned out.
7: Uh, Piers Morgan, announced this week. We talked about it. That he is not going to be returning to America's Got Talent as a judge yesterday. Uh, Los Angeles Times talked about the fact that producers are negotiations with Howard Stern possibly to take over the role
2: of judge on that show. That would work. That, that is the name I would leak also if I wanted publicity <laughs> for my show. You don't think it's going to happen, huh? Not a chance in a million years. Logistically, he's in New York and that's where he lives and that's where he does his show. And I can't imagine he'd want any part of that
0: Hollywood nonsense. Yeah.
6: So, beep. Looked it up and <laughs> Howard Stern, next season, he was on the show. Good job, Beep.
3: Yeah, There you
0: go. You throw enough money at somebody, they'll do anything.
6: Yeah. So I guess it was less than a million years before he did it. Mm -hmm. Okay, last up, this was 11-11-11, which I thought would get a bunch of stuff from Beam, but it didn't. So Ralph's showbiz beat brought up Nigel Tufnell Day. Let's just play it. I think you guys know who that is. Go ahead, Christopher.
0: What the hell's a Nigel Tufnell?
7: No? Oh, well let's find out happy nigel tufnell day everybody nigel Tufnel day of course 11 11 11. you know why no why don't you play that audio you're trying to play with the volume up why? this time
1: if you can see yeah the numbers all go to 11.
0: does that mean it's louder is it any louder well, well it's one louder. why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder?
1: These go
7: to eleven. These go to eleven. Oh, I see. I get it. Now you get it. Someone uh, tweeted Harry Shearer, who, of course, is a member of Spinal Tap, played mm-hmm. uh, uh, Derek Smalls, the bass player <laughs> for Spinal Tap. <Temp>. Like <laughs> somebody tweeted him, "Why didn't you just make October 10th, 2010, louder?" You <laughs> <laughs> nice! ah. make 10 10 10 louder. That's funny. Yeah. That is very funny. Having some fun with that today.
6: Yeah, from This Is Spinal Tap. So 111111 11, 11 is Nigel Day. I didn't recognize the name either until he played the clip.
0: Yeah, I, I
6: forgot he had a last name.
3: I don't even know who any of these people are.
6: <laughs> you haven't seen This Is Spinal Tap? It doesn't age well. No. Really? I think
0: it's hilarious still to no, day. My wife could not watch it. She's just like, yeah. Yeah, my
6: yeah. wife is like, I don't want to watch dumb people. So I'm like, okay, I guess. See now that's that movie could have been the Weird Al movie. They had the right tone for their subject. Anyway, that's the week that was. Back to you, Steve. All right.
3: All right. I'm going to hit end meeting though. Time to go. Bye. Bye, 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 everybody.
6: Sorry, we're out of
7: time. Trusty Bubbler, take it easy. This is a great booking.
3: Don't bumble on me,
7: boy chick. Entertaining the kids at Kelly Clarkson's housewarming. It's not my fault you lost all your money on NFTs, non-funny TV shows. Now get to work. (sighs) Isn't it nice that you can have a great day?
3: It's all perfect. And it takes that one person
1: to fuck it up. Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. it is funny how Lord, i've really been real stressed down and out losing ground although i am black and proud some problems got me pessimistic brothers and sisters keep messing up why does it have to be so damn tough
0: and yes i i I don't know how to describe this other than a catastrophe um something worse that'll go down in in infamy
3: colossal disaster
0: Uh, colossal disaster (laughs) all the words